From points across the Midwest, this is Filmology. I am one of the co-hosts of the show, Johnny G. Today I'm joined by... Tyler. And Nick. Nick. Oh, Nick, oh, you can go wow. first. Mandy. Wow. Coming at me. Oh, I'm sorry. I've been gone for a while. I don't know how this goes anymore. <laughs> My bad. We've all been gone. <laughs> but yes, this is Nick. And this stud next to me. Andy. Damn right. The life of the show. Obviously. <laughs> Alrighty guys, so on this uh, week's show we're going to be taking a look at the top 10 films of 2017. As usual, a great year in film. I mean, we always say that at the end of the year, and then like right here at the beginning of 2018, when you're looking at Insidious, the fourth chapter, and you're just like, man, this year's going to suck. And then, you know, November, December comes around, and you're like, yeah, I love movies again. I, I feel like we never have a bad year in a film. We just start to think about the movies we liked. We're like, oh yeah, yeah, it was good. I liked some movies. 1991. Don't know what came out that year, but I'm pretty sure that's the year The Phantom Menace came out, so... Wait, 1991? Yeah. That's, 1990, 1999 was Phantom Menace. Oh, Jesus. Seriously? man. I felt that old. <laughs> Dude, we already, we already know it was the 80s that was bad. We had a long discussion about this, remember? Actually, 1999 was a pretty bad year. You're the Matrix. Yeah. I mean, but we don't want to put the Matrix in the bad the bad pool. I but... do. The original Matrix? Yeah, I'm being divisive now. Wow. The typical, I'm... the amazing Keanu Reeves? I Back actually... when he was good at acting? Whoa. John Wick is a masterpiece oh, of modern oh, filmmaking. Oh. <laughs> All right. Anyway, uh, shall we get into the meat and potatoes? Who would like to start off with their number ten pick? Um, first of all, should we do honorable mentions first? Or do we want to save? Do we want to save honorable but, mentions until the end? Uh, of the now? problem is though, if we say honorable mentions, it might be on the people's list, and then it's like spoiling the lead up. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. Where at the end, we can concede the ones that we almost let on. How about we do a quick movies we probably would have had on our list if we had actually seen them? Does everyone have kind of an idea of movies? Yeah, there's there's a list of movies I haven't seen. Or just haven't quite been released um, in my area. I didn't look into that quite as much because... Here, we'll, we'll talk and you'll be like, yep, yes. I agree. Yes. Um, All right. Phantom Thread. Yeah, movie, get wide yeah. Released. movies that haven't been out yet that maybe would have been in the top ten. Phantom Thread, like Tyler said. The Post, uh, Molly's Game, The Darkest Hour, Call Me By Your Name, Hostiles, Wonder, Florida Project, and Columbus. Those are movies that I think maybe would have a shot, but I just never had a chance to see them or they haven't come out. And a ghost story. Never got around to seeing a ghost story. I think that would have hit my top ten. Yeah. Maybe. Uh, Columbus is on Hulu. Just, just, uh... Hulu? Yeah, Columbus is on Hulu. Just uh, don't have Hulu anymore. I can't. I canceled mine too. Oh well, I I I, I upgraded for the live TV, so. You know, TV is normally live, right? Well, yeah, but I don't have like actual TV, so I I I, I cut the cord from everything. So besides, uh, Hulu, uh, Netflix, Amazon Prime, Shutter. I think I have every streaming except service the cord, except for all those cords. Yeah, I think I'm paying a lot more now than I ever was with cable, but that's that's okay. 
I, I just I have access to every movie out there now. You should look up this song by Arcade Fire after this. It's called Infinite Content. And they just yell <laughs> infinite content over and over. And it's about how we're infinitely content with all of our infinite content. That's what streaming is. I'm not content with my infinite content. I can never decide what to watch. Like I remember being being like a being a child and being like, man, I'm so excited. When I get home, I'm gonna I'm gonna run home and I'm gonna watch Dragon Ball Z. Now I'm at work and I'm like, God, there are like eighteen thousand things in my Netflix queue and I don't know what to watch. The things we tell you to watch. The answer is the office again. You have to play with Max. They have to bring back Max. Fargo season two and three, you guys. Why am I the only one that's caught up on Fargo? Sorry, man. Because Tyler, I have to watch The Office for the twelfth time. Yeah, that makes sense. I haven't watched any TV this season at all. I've, I'm nope. Um, qu- quick thing for me, um, Molly's Game would have made my list if I had not published my list before I saw it. Can't take it back. No, I can't. Um, Phantom. Three I would not make my list. Inherent Vice is a film I absolutely hated, so PTA is kind of has a lot to make up for for me. The Post is a Spielberg movie about journalism. I mean, everything I love in the movie right there would probably make my list. And I Tanya would probably make my list if I <laughs> had seen it. That's why you always buy in advance, John. Yeah, a little indie movie theater that I. Went to quite frequently this year, and apparently it decided to be sold out the one day. You should have anyway. asked to like sit on the steps or something. It's been like, just let me see the movie. I drove forever to get here. I I had to do that for Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two. Oh. I was uh, talking to my friend in the wrong theater, and they closed the door, and I was too embarrassed to walk <laughs> into my correct theater, so I just sat on the stairs. <laughs> Oh. Desperate times, man. Yep. <laughs> All right, uh, Tyler, lead it off. Oh, my number ten. Oh, guys, I'm so nervous. It's my first time. Uh, number ten eked its way onto this list among a couple other contenders, but it's Get Out. Get Out eked its way, huh? It eked its way. There were a lot of good movies this year, and Get Out I've now seen at least three times, and I do love Get Out. I still haven't bought it yet for some reason, but I admire it immensely i think it has you know plenty good to say and uh jordan peele is an up-and-coming talent so i feel like he's coming at me right now oh am i am i squaring off i think you're i think you're posting up tyler i mean we'll we'll see how the list fares i I don't want to get too uh, defensive as of now but you're not off to a good start no. Let's just say. Okay, we'll see. We'll see. What's it's your, not a good look, fam. What's your number ten? It's not there? a good look. My number ten is Thor. Um, Which one? <laughs> the, the one that came out this year, and the only one worth mentioning. Uh, yeah, Thor. Um, it's essentially a Thor and Hulk film, and it was hilarious. This was more of a comedy than an action film, and uh, the director. Who I can never remember his freaking name. Thank you, him. 
I always want to say like Tiki Watiki Bar, but that's never. <laughs> that's I know that's not it. Nick. Yeah. Tiki uh, bar guy. But yeah, the Tiki Bar. He does an amazing job directing and also acting in the film. And the movie is just hilarious. Korg's the best part. The action films are top notch, and can't wait to see how that movie leads into the next Avengers. Uh, my number ten is going to surprise some people because I think I gave it a very unfavorable review uh, the first time around. Logan. Okay. I watched it again. This time, in the uh, in the mindset that it was a western instead of a superhero movie, and it was awesome. It is a western. It is a western. Yep. I was going into it expecting like crazy, stupid, over the top action. Nope. But it's just it's a it's just actually just a really good movie. Yep. You're in just general. like, where's Captain America? He's supposed um, to pop up with the other Avengers. Yeah. No, I was like, what the <laughs> f- sorry, John. <laughs> you ruined it. I'm sorry. We're we're lucky I've made it as long as I have without saying you made nine it for minutes. It. Made it a solid nine, nine minutes. minutes. That's longer than I've ever gone in the rest of my life. <laughs> but it, seriously, name name nine minutes you've gone without me where I haven't said the f word. Mm. Silence. In, they're intently thinking right now. For our listening audience at home, I'm a potty mouth. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Logan is my number ten. John. Number 10. My number 10 is going to be my only superhero film on my list, which is Wonder Woman. These are the reinforcements? Yep. Are these even good men? Relatively. Even in Africa, gentlemen, we haven't seen such luxuries. But the luxury that we have now is like we can't stop making money. So, my uncle, the prince, and I... (laughs) Wait, wait, which prince is that? I decide to extend the opportunity which, which, for which, soldiers. Which prince? Hey, Sultan, Angora, Minx, Kashmir. Can I talk for a minute? Gentlemen, excuse me one second. Or, or, you, Parker, I've been greasing those peacocks all night and you could... Oh my goodness gracious. That's a work of art. Samir, Diana, Diana, Samir. Hi, Diana, you can call me Sammy, please. Sammy. Uh, Samir, I wouldn't do that if I were you. Samir's a top undercover man. He can talk the skin off the cat in as many languages as you can. A mí no me parece tan impresionante. Tú lo eres para mí. Tus ojos son tan suaves como tus sonrisas. Archier, ni rienchen casua, ni si ayashema. Y Juanja, Gunya. Alois de Socrates and Helenis de Rapsodan. Oh, you're done. Where's Charlie? I mean, I said it before when the movie came out. I'll keep saying it. This is one of the most hopeful films of the year. Uh, that No Man's Land battle sequence is easily one of the best scenes of the year. And Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman was fantastic. Chris Pine, as always, is fantastic. The, the, the movie was great. And even Justice League couldn't ruin Wonder Woman for for me and I just uh, it was it was real it was real close John real close I I I mean I I Wonder Woman I mean hope hopefully DC can ca- keep making movies like this I mean with Justice League underperforming I think they're going to like clean house and I'm hoping that they do so Wonder Woman number 10
have to go to my number nine now. My that number is nine. That's how numbering works. That is. It goes down <laughs> instead yeah. of. Hey, we could have been uh, going to eleven. <laughs> uh, number nine is War for the Planet of the Apes. Definitely my second favorite film in this series after the second. And honestly, I did not expect it to be as good as it was. It was a very bleak movie. I, I honestly do feel like it could have been even more bleak, but then someone somewhere was like, we need a comedic relief monkey to make this movie manageable. And they were like, fine, you get that. And we ended up with a fantastic conclusion to you know one of the better trilogies in recent memory. And uh, I have to get my nine to War for the Planet of the Apes. If I had to make a list of the top ten critically best films, War would have definitely made it. But War didn't even make an honorable mention for me. Oh, that's dishonorable. It See? is dishonorable. It yeah, uh, It's a fantastic film, and honestly, I don't really have too many faults with it. It's just, this is a list of our favorite films, and... Sadly, it didn't make it. I, I had to see it a second time to really appreciate it. Like, I watched it, and I was like, yeah. And then I watched it again with <laughs> Tiffy, and I was like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so before you were like, yeah, and then you were like, yeah. Okay, you, you yeah. Know, you know what it's like when you were like, you're like, yeah, with the movie, and then you're like, I don't know if I'm going to watch that again. Mm-hmm. And then you do, and mm-hmm. you're like, okay, this was this was worth the time. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All I right. hear you. All that's, right. That's what you do. I'm in on this. Man. I yeah. can do this again. I swear to God, if you cut this, John, <laughs> and I listen to this podcast, I will not forgive you. My number nine is three billboards outside of Ibbing, Missouri. <sighs> too low. <laughs> too high. Oh. oh. Really? Oh. We got a blend. Wait. Here. Wait. No. I. I. Maybe I'm mixing it up. It should be higher on your list, in my opinion. It should be higher. I don't know if that's how John also feels. Uh, I, um, on my whole list of 50, it's at number 40. Oh, God. Oh, that's a mistake. Ooh. Anyway. Ooh, John, I was uh, I was going to come at Tyler before, <laughs> but now I'm going to find you. I'm going to find you. Put some billboards up outside of where he's living. <laughs> I will. Three of them. <laughs> Three of them to be exact. <laughs> Ranked number forty, right outside of billboards. right outside of town. <laughs> yes. Um, but yeah, like I said with Tyler's, if I had to do a critically top ten movie, this would be in the top three. However, favorites wise, I had to put it lower. While the ending is good, it's not quite enough to fully bring it home to be a truly powerful film. It has. A good ending, but not a powerful ending. And with such a powerful film, you needed a little more at the end. Nick doesn't like when movies have open endings. No, I love open-ended movies. However, the conclusion wasn't emotionally fulfilling Fulfilling. enough. It didn't quite tug at the heartstrings enough. It wasn't enough for the end to be in the top five. But it still deserves to be on my list. So number nine is where three billboards will stay. We may discuss this later, but I'll let Andy go to his number nine. My number nine just so happens to be Spider-Man Homecoming. I just realized I have got a crap load of <laughs> superhero movies on this list. This is a superhero fanboy. I, I am. I am. 
when I when I was making my list, I didn't really consider how good the movie was. I considered how much fun I had when I was watching it. And with Homecoming, I went to see it with my dad, and both of us the whole time were just giggling and laughing because my my dad is not a superhero guy, but he loves Spider Man. Uh, he he had th- there is pictures of my dad up until he was uh, I think like twelve or thirteen dressed as Spider-Man for Halloween. <laughs> um, and we were just we were just having a great time. Tom Holland as Spider-Man is just he's far and away my favorite Spider-Man. Just in general, he is amazing. He pulls off Peter Parker perfectly. He pulls off Spider-Man perfectly. His relationship with Tony Stark is amazing. I love hot Aunt May. The whole the whole <laughs> thing was great. And I, the only negative things I have to say about the movie have nothing to do with the movie. So I'm just going to move on. I, I will say that this was my, like, number 11 honorable mention that Get Out eked past. Just because even though we talk about how great Thor was, critically and, like, comedically, like, Spider-Man Homecoming was just a surprisingly balanced movie with mm-hmm. everything and I couldn't have asked for really any more out of a Spider-Man film. Like, and the, the crazy thing is, it made sense to me. Like, a lot of times with superhero movies, you go in, you kind of have to check your disbelief at the door. With this, I, I didn't. Yes, it's a kid who invented super spider silk and swings from buildings and sticks to walls and has super strength and essentially precognition, and I still felt like it made sense, so... Good good to the director, good to Tom Holland, and Michael Keaton, as always, phenomenal bad guy. We get our bird man. He's a creepy, creepy man <laughs> when he wants to be, and I love him for it. All right, so we're me, uh, my number nine, it's a film that's a lot more relevant now than it was definitely at the beginning of the year when I saw it, which is Colossal, the Anne Hathaway, Jason Sudeikis uh drama have has, uh, anybody else here seen this movie nope i have not not yet wanted to never got to. tyler and i discussed going to see it and yep. because because i was involved scheduling was a pain yeah that's usually how it works <laughs> it, it's an amazing movie a, a really out there premise but i, I don't want to say anything like because I, I went into I went I went into this movie completely blind. Had no idea what I was going to see. All I knew was Anne Hathaway, Anne Hathaway and Jason Sudeikis, and it it just blew me away. The message of the movie, the roller coaster of a ride that you take, is just fantastic. If if you love science fiction movies, definitely check this movie out. I believe this is also on Hulu. I believe. And I know it's on Hulu or Netflix, one of the two. So if you have either of those, take a look. Uh, Colossal, my number nine pick. Hulu has, like, really great, surprising movies. And they have the TV show Runaways, Andy. John, Inhumans scared me away (laughs) from Marvel TV shows. I just kept reading Uh, (laughs) about that show, and I was like, oh my god, this is totally what I expected to happen. 100%, it was worse than you think. I, I didn't see it. I contemplated going to the IMAX to see the pilot or whatever they put in. 
it almost canceled out all of the great work that the Netflix Marvel series have done in <laughs> one episode. Wow. And I just got on that bandwagon because my roommate Kieran is the biggest Daredevil fan I know. Well, Daredevil's not, amazing. Not not the not the comic books. Um, he's he doesn't really care for the Ben Affleck movie. It's that show. He he flippin' loves that show. And yes, John, I did that for you. I almost used the F word. Uh, but yeah, no, it, it, yeah, terrible, terrible. <laughs> Would not recommend the Inhumans to my worst enemy. If there is, if there is an eighth circle of hell, it's watching the Inhumans on IMAX. On IMAX, <laughs> and you have to pay for it every time. The doors are locked. <laughs> yes, the whole thing, the whole that whole circle of hell, the eighth circle of hell, is you going and living your life and doing your job to make money <laughs> and spending all of your money to go see Inhumans in IMAX. <laughs> And the worst part, the guy in front of you loves it. (laughs) And then they have a clap, they clap at the end. Yep, yep, they clap at the end. they clap at the end, they're just... In every joke, every joke, they are... (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Uh... Also, there's a a teenage girl three seats down that's on her phone. (laughs) Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. I feel like that would be a positive if you're in a really, really bad experience. Yeah. She's no, that would still bother me. Angry. <laughs> I'm with John on this one. All right. Uh, my number eight, I, I've i been reading top ten lists online, and I'm not sure if this is ending up on enough of them, and maybe someone else has it here, maybe not, but my number eight is It. Seeing it, honestly, it is probably my favorite horror movie of the year and maybe of the last... It's in my top five for the last five years. It got me to read It, the book, which, as long as it was, was fantastic. Except for the the, the part near the end. Oh, come on. It is tough to get over. Children orgies uh, don't don't do it for you? No, they don't. That's good. uh, That's a good thing. That's That's a good thing. But uh, it it comes out tomorrow on 4K, and I'm buying it as soon as possible because I am really excited to watch it again. I wish I had seen it more than once in theaters, but I am very excited for it. Tyler and I are going to terrorize our girlfriends. Or our fiancés now. Fiancés, yeah. yep. Yeah. Congra- uh, Filmology podcast, congratulations to Tyler. Yep. Yeah. Half engaged, half single. <laughs> going to divide along those lines, guys. Yep. My number eight is going to go to the best animated film of the year, which will be Coco. Oh, um, thank you, Boss Baby. <laughs> Hi, Boss Baby. Ferdinand, <laughs> John Cena. <laughs> <laughs> How great would that be if it wasn't? They just played oh. the music. Oh, and John was, Cena just comes out of nowhere and in, just takes the Oscar. 100% in all seriousness, it would become my favorite movie of all time. Or, if, or you know what would be even better? If Coco did win, oh, but you still hear oh, the music, yes. and John Cena takes the award. Please oh have God. it happen, Oscars. Oh, God. Anyway, maybe Coco. At the, maybe at the Golden Globes. <laughs> Definitely not the Oscars. Well, after last, last year's La La Land... Uh, Moonlight. Oh. Anything can happen now. That was... <laughs> I oh. forgot about oh. that. I, I, I remember it every day. <laughs> Never forget. It haunts John. 
just wakes oh up in night terrors screaming, I, Moonlight! I, I remember um, Tyler was like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> and then it happened. And Nick just stood up and left the room. <laughs> I, I forgot was... how happy you were that Lala landed. I was too overcome with emotion. I couldn't handle it. So... My brain had to like shut down and like auto reboot with dial up internet. So it took a while. It was, it was a moment where the Matrix broke and you realized that you weren't living in reality. <laughs> Is this the real life? Oh. Okay, back anyway, to Coco. Coco! Uh, like I said, best animated of the year. Um, it has a simple and elegant plot. It has some of the most beautiful uh, animations that I've ever seen. It is completely... It's a beautiful animated, mil- uh, animated film, for sure. Andy, it it I, really it really got the emotions that end. It I did. Was like I was holding back. I was like, I'm it not did. gonna cry. I'm not gonna tear up here. And then I started playing the music, you know, and I was like, Ah, oh, uh, you! I, I cried. I I, cried. I I didn't. I was still pissed off about the Frozen short. Okay, <laughs> okay, frozen okay, short. okay. We're getting to the Frozen short. No, no. There is nothing wrong <laughs> with this Frozen short. Okay. What? Why? Why? No. You you paid the same amount of money for more entertainment. When has when has why? Except the Frozen short was. was I'm sorry. Oh no, no. The Frozen short was fine. It no, was awful. It was bad. And first of all, it was not a short. That was like 30 minutes. It was a full-length feature film. I kept checking my watch. I'm like, did I walk into the wrong theater and suddenly like skip seven months of my life and I walked into Frozen 2? I didn't know. Yeah, no, I went to see it with my roommate, Kieran, and uh, he he leaned over to me about an hour and a half into that short. (laughs) And he was like, all right, I I think we were in the wrong, I think we're in the wrong film. This is the wrong movie. We should go speak to the to the usher or whatever. It was John. It was bad. It was terrible. It was no, bad, and no, anyone no, who liked no. it should feel bad. I I do, I do not feel bad whatsoever. I thought it was. I thought that it was nominated for best animated show. Oh, there's no way. It'll there's win. no way. I will lose my mind. <laughs> I'll be there with the camera the moment they do the nominations. <laughs> oh no! It was it was. Too much the Oscar off. goes to Suicide Squad. <laughs> <laughs> it was anyway. it was uh, it was too much Olaf. That's the problem with it. It was too much Olaf. Not enough. It's called Olaf's Frozen Adventure. Are you expecting it to have like? I'm saying I want it to be anything except for too much friggin' Olaf. I mean, as the person who has like Disney in their DNA, like not a fan. Like it, it, not a problem. I I like the short. My number eight is also it. Yay, someone else. We match. Um, I, Nick and Tyler and I went to go see this at the Marcus, which, by the way, anyone in the <laughs> Oakdale region, anywhere near Oakdale, it's well worth it to go to the Marcus. It's a great theater. Yes. However, I did spend like nine bucks on a beer. It was worth it. For it that. was worth it. It. Yeah. it was worth it. Yeah. We had it was a good time. Yeah. And we, we had we had premium seating. We did right. We got the full experience. <laughs> yes, we did. We were we were in it. We were in the thick of it. I'm um, excited to see the movie again and actually see everything at right. once and know what it looks like. Without like, like shifting your yeah, head back and every forth. Every time, every time. What 
Okay. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, Chad. Where'd he um, go? But the the thing I want to talk about in this movie is the child actors. So good. I now I I didn't watch Stranger Things before I saw this, so I had no idea that um, Mike slash uh, slash Richie was the next Leonardo DiCaprio, but it has very clearly been shown in it and in Stranger Things. Um, that kid is going places. I really hope he doesn't go crazy. <laughs> Please don't Shia LaBeouf it. Oh, he he is he is amazing. Just everything everything about his performance in that film was an adult actor quality performance, and I don't think many people would disagree with that. No. the The worst child actor in in the movie. I couldn't tell you who it was because they were all really good. It was a solid cast. It was it was a great cast. The adult actors were also really good. Obviously, um, Skarsgård. Yeah, was Bill Skarsgård. Bill, yeah, John, was it Bill? I have no clue off the top of my head right now. Skarsgård's not the one that just won the. I Golden believe it was Bill. 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 Anyway, he was awesome. Um, yep. I might get some. I might get some hate for this. Better than Tim Curry. He was better than Tim Curry. He, he, yeah, he's definitely better than Tim Curry. That that. There's no hate here, Andy. Good, because that miniseries is really, really cheap. Yep, I agree. But there's a lot of nostalgia behind it. So, for a lot of people, it's kind. Of, it's that that miniseries is a big deal. Um, but anyway, yeah, it was my number eight. My number eight, uh, when it came out, I called it the next uh, Mad Max uh, when it comes to a- action movies, which would be uh, John Wick Chapter 2. I I still love this movie. It's just complete over-the-top action fun. Keanu Reeves is actually giving a pretty good performance as compared to uh, Keanu Reeves' performances. Uh <laughs> That was so the greatest funny. comparison ever. <laughs> Keanu Reeves is giving great performances compared to Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Brutal. Uh, but yeah, I, I, I this movie's just a lot of fun. Like the the cinematography is great, the action's just phenomenal. I, uh, it was a movie that I walked out of, and I wanted to walk right back in and see it again. And for me, that's the sign of a great film. So. Uh, John Wick Chapter Two at number eight. Okay, I I agree on that, John. Um, it was it's an honorable mention for me. The gun foo in that movie is so <laughs> like good. Dish. Y'all have one of the gun foo. Y'all have number seven. Yeah, add the gun foo, please. <laughs> Hold the peanut sauce. I'm allergic. <laughs> but I agree. Good choice, John. All right, number seven has to go to the director Tiki Bar for Thor Ragnarok. <laughs> well, I really wish I had my hammer. Hammer? Quite unique. It was made from this, this special metal from the heart of a dying star. And when I spun it really, really fast, it gave me the ability to fly. You rode a hammer? No, I, I didn't ride the hammer. 
the hemorrhoid on your back? No, no, no. I, I used to spin it really fast, and it, it would it would pull me off the. Oh my God! The hammer pulled you off the ground. It would pull me off the ground up into the air, and I would fly. Every time I threw it, it would always come back to me. Sounds like you had a pretty special and intimate relationship with this hammer, and that losing it was almost comparable to losing a loved one. It's a nice way of putting it. Um, Way to go, Tiki. God, what is this? I saw this movie two or three times. can't remember exactly how many times I saw this movie. But I love Taika Waititi. And this movie is just so much fun and so funny in so many ways that I just adore it. Like, it's definitely not my favorite in in his filmography. Like, he's made better movies than this. But this is the most fun I had in a superhero movie. Followed by Spider-Man. And then... Logan, and then Wonder Woman, and then whatever that turd was that came out that DC is still... You, you have Guardians of the Galaxy as well that you forgot to... That, go, that goes above Wonder Woman. Oh. Yep, yeah. Yeah, that's where that one goes. I am Baby going... Groot, man. Baby enough. Groot. That's enough. Meme characters for the win, 2017. <laughs> Uh, Tyler, I will save my commentary on Thor Ragnarok for a later number. Oh, really? <laughs> yes. Is it, it's not the same number, is it? It's not the same number. Okay. That'd be weird. <laughs> my number seven is It. Woo! Uh, yes! Yeah! It love. It love. I love it. <laughs> but yeah, uh, I really do love It. Uh, it was... It was a, it's a great film, not... It's a horror film, but it blends so many other genres superbly. It's it's a comedy, it's a thriller, it's a drama, it's a coming-of-age film. Uh, and it does all of them perfectly. Um, it's one of the best horror movies to come out in the last decade, for sure. Yeah, I can't wait to see it sometime this week, whenever I buy it. I want to convince you to read the book. Because the book is so, so different, but so, so good in its own way. Like, it's worth it. Did you skip over the child orgy scene? No, I had to read that. I had to finish the book. Oh. He got too into it. He couldn't skip. <laughs> he couldn't involved. look away. But we no, hear, honestly, We here at though, Filmology Podcast do not support child orgies. <laughs> the, like, the book could only happen in, like, an HBO miniseries. It can't happen in a film. And it's... Oh. You you really you do have to read it, all thirteen hundred pages of it. It's a big one. Mm-hmm. It is a big one. It's a whopper, as they call it in Burger King land. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, my number seven. Uh, I feel like I'm gonna get some hate for this after that last bit. Is Guardians two? <laughs> ah, I'm go. not gonna give you hate over like. It's an honorable mention. It's a. It's a lot of fun. Like I said, when I made my list, I disregarded quality of film <laughs> and went based purely on how much fun I had. How many times did I laugh during this movie? Exactly. Mm. And I had a, I had a few chuckles. I had a few a good a few good chuckles. However, I would like to point out only one of well, the whole scene I'll only count the, I'll count the scene as one. Only one came from Baby Groot. Baby Groot was a mistake. What? Did not like Baby Groot. It was too much Baby Groot. Never have enough Baby Groot. Actually, no. Two two things I liked with Baby Groot. With the spoiler alert, the detonator, and when he's bringing all of the stuff to Rocket. Yeah. Yeah, that was so good. The opening <laughs> dancing credits. I, I love the opening dancing credits. I agree with Nick. 
It was a meme. You're a meme. They were going. I am a meme. Well, shut this up. I will do no such thing. <laughs> no I, such thing. <laughs> I did not like Baby Groot. However, uh, three reasons this is on my list. One, Mary Poppins, y'all. <laughs> so good. Two, I really, really liked. Uh, I just, I really like Chris Pratt, and yeah. I like everything he does. And Andy, I thought Andy Dwyer's The Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh yeah. I would yes. love if you got fat for, like, Infinity <laughs> War. <laughs> They're retired for a little bit. Peter lets himself go. That would be so um, great. My, my favorite part was actually Rocket. Um, I've heard the complaint that he had the same exact character development. No. But he had so much more, and I loved Rocket's action scene when he is fighting the Ravagers on that planet. It was so cool, and it was so interesting. And I just, I love Rocket. He's my favorite character. He's my favorite guardian. Far and away. I love Rocket. He's a lot of fun. I, I enjoy his presence, and I hope that he gets his own movie. That's right. <laughs> I'm going in. I'm going for it. I want a how... Rocket Raccoon the movie. I want how Rocket met Groot the movie. <laughs> and I do not. <laughs> <laughs> See, I will say, like, the reason Guardians for me isn't higher is that it's it's still kind of uneven as a film, but the Guardians films in general have some of the best, like, cinematic moments in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Like, the best, just strictly moments. Like, a couple minutes and you're just like, wow. Like, that's what they do really, really well. Yeah. My number seven, uh, it's a film that... I still slightly question if it ever really needed to be made, but I still love the film uh, for everything that it is, which is uh, Blade, Run- Blade Runner 2049. A great science fiction film, amazing performance by Ryan Gosling, and a great performance by Harrison Ford. Uh, Jared Leto, for some reason, still continues to mess up movies, but he's... <laughs> what? I mean, he's he, he's not Suicide Squad level bad here, but you know, he, he's he's the whole movie could still happen without him. So just fast forward through his scenes, and you'll enjoy the movie a lot more. I mean, the cinematography by Roger Deakins is mind blowing. I I really have no idea who's going to win the Oscar for cinematography this year. There's a lot of you better. Well, uh, there's some great choices this year. I want him to win, but great choices this year. And I, I, this movie comes out, I believe, next week on Tuesday. Man, I miss having all the new release schedules. We just got the 4Ks in at Target. There, they came in today. Lee showed them to me, so I looked at the back of them and read. And there's no commentary. Yeah, um, yeah. But it, it has all the short films. Garbage. Ooh, the short films. So, yep, yep. Yeah, the, you only really need to see one of them. Uh, Which is the the anime one? I think it's anime. No, the one with uh, Dave Bautista is really good. Oh, yeah. really good. They're all really good. Yeah. Yeah, except except the one with Jared Leto. So. <laughs> oh my God! I was waiting for it. Man, he's just he 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 needs to stop. Like he was great in Dallas Buyers Club, and then he just everything went to his head, and he's just been doing terrible things since. Uh, anyway, number seven, uh, Blade Runner twenty forty nine. All right, uh, my number six goes to the one that uh, John put too low. It's uh, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
I was completely surprised by this film, and I think it has one of the best character arcs of any film I've seen in a long, long time. And I can't wait to watch it again. Like, I really, really enjoyed this film. I hope Frances McDormand wins Best Actress, and I would be totally okay with Sam oh, Rockwell gosh. getting Best Supporting. And, uh, yeah, three billboards. It's great. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no uh, uh, quick thing. I do really want to see the movie again. Because maybe maybe I'm slightly wrong on this, but I, just the whole racial politics of the movie it, it it doesn't sit well with me. And this is this is definitely uh, I mean the director I can't think of his name at the moment um, Martin McDonham his weakest film for me. I'd rather watch Seven Psychopaths and In Bruges any day over Three Billboards. I wanted to love it, and for me it's one of the most disappointing movies of the year. You're one of the most disappointing things of the year. Wow. Oh, come back, Nick. <laughs> wow. That took clear foresight and thought. Savage. Thought about it for like a Burn. whole like half a second and I just went for it. Just go deep. I just went for it. Anyway, uh, my, number, my number six is Logan. Thinking back, maybe it's a little, a little high on the list, but Regret. I'm sticking to it. Regret. Sticking to it. Logan. If you have a chance, I would watch it on black and white. Um, I'm not necessarily saying that it's better. It's just different. It adds a whole never a whole nother dimension to the film. And the action scenes with the black and white blood is... It's grotesque and beautiful at the same time. So, yeah, Logan, as... Uh, Andy was describing earlier, go into it thinking that it's a western and not a superhero film, and you will love it ten times more, I promise. My number six is Blade Runner 2049. The only this movie actually would have been my top five in my top five, possibly my number th- probably my number three, I would say. Um, but as Tyler will so fondly remember, I flippin' hated the sound mixing in this movie. And I still think it's because you saw it at a crappy theater. I I have a I have a pretty good sound system at my house now. I'll have to rewatch it. I'm buying it if you want to borrow it after I um, rewatch I, oh, it. I'm, I'm buying it. Oh, okay. 100%. Okay. I'm, good. All good. of the movies that we have talked about today, I'm buying. Okay. Okay. Or have bought. Or have bought. I thought... Everything about the movie, except for the sound mixing, was really good. And my only issue with the sound mixing is that it was just too loud. And John might be right, it might have just been the theater, but... It wasn't the theater. It's it's supposed to be too loud, I think. Oh, well, I didn't like it's it. It's supposed to, like, sink you into the movie. It just, it, it blasted me out of the movie with sonic waves. <laughs> Because uh, every time I heard, I was like, "All right, well, this is a." I, I got aroused every time I heard that song. I hate that sound. <laughs> I, Nick just goes, "Woo!" <laughs> it was I, an awkward experience at the theater. I might anyway. get hate for this, uh, but I have straight up hated that sound since it was in Inception. I think oh, it's a no. dumb dumb sound it worked for instance. you're a dumb sound <laughs> <laughs> um, Andy, 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 I half agree with you I want to fire here Woo! 
it if it's used sparingly and appropriately, it can be really good. Like sparingly and appropriately used a blood. Yeah, <laughs> like in Inception. Yeah, Inception. You just said you didn't like it in Inception. I didn't, but it was done better. <laughs> it was... every two seconds. <laughs> yeah. It was bruh and then bruh. That's true. Yeah. But I guess I'm more talking about like the Transformers movies or Blade Runner. Where it didn't, it was just dumb, and I hate that sound. You did not just say those two films the same sentence, I did. did. I did, because they used the same god-awful <sighs> noise. The same garbage noise. What even is that? What even, what even, what even is that noise? I'm starting to question the same thing about you. <laughs> oh, that was a good one, Nick. Oof. Tyler, what aisle is the burn ointment in? <laughs> Uh, we asked her in my cupboard, actually, but normally it's in, I think, uh, A15. A15. Yep. Now we're gonna have listeners at home cross-referencing which targets <laughs> have their burn ointment in A15. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna go now with my number six. Uh, my number six is the Guillermo del Toro film, The Shape of Water. Uh, only Guillermo del Toro can make a monster movie and a musical and... A- a romance movie meld into one. And it's just this incredibly moving, fun experience that only the movies can give you. And I, the score for this movie is fantastic. The acting's fantastic. The makeup's outstanding. I just, I, I, this was a movie that I fell in love with. I might not have liked the last minute of the movie but up until that point i was with it for the entire trip and i i, I can't recommend this movie highly enough uh if you haven't seen it yet go out and see it it's uh this movie is pure guillermo del toro and if you like uh hellboy or uh, pan's labyrinth see this film i would also highly recommend i did not quite make my list, but I think it's a definite Oscar contender and is definitely worth seeing. I'm guessing you two haven't seen it yet. I just saw it before coming over here. Okay, okay. I haven't yet. Um, Bad, Andy. Bad. I know, and it's it's a movie that I was really, really excited for, but every time I was going to go and see it, something happened, and I couldn't make it to the theater. Well, that sounds like an excuse, so I'm going to just move on. Yep, that's that's the best choice. Uh, my number five, They Call Me Baby Driver. Uh, Baby Driver was one of those films that I was, honestly, you know, don't, don't get mad. I was a little disappointed with that first. Like, I love Edgar Wright, and I was a little bit like, this is not on my the top of my list for Edgar Wright. But I've seen it, I think, four more times now since it came out. And it just, like, it just feels good, that movie does. Like, the editing, the music, everything just fits together so perfectly that it, I, I just, I love this movie. Period. I, and I think it's approachable, too, for most people. Like, most people can see this movie and enjoy it, whether they love artsy films or not. It's just approachable. Yeah, it's it's not like The World's End or Scott Pilgrim versus The World. This movie is appealing to everybody. Exactly. My number five is Get Out. So how long has this been going on? This this thing. (laughs) How long? (laughs) Four months. Four months? Mm. Uh, Five months, actually. She's right. I'm wrong. Attaboy. Better get used to saying that. (laughs) 
I, please, I'm so sorry. Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. She's right, I'm wrong. <laughs> See? Does he have an off button? No. This is exhausting. I know, I want to give you a tour. Can you, like, go. unpack first? You want to unpack? Before the tour? Well, probably it'll fall in the horror category. It's... I don't know if I'd deem it a horror film. It's a thriller social commentary. And it blends so perfectly well. Uh, Jordan Peele is an incredible writer and director now. And I can't wait to see what he does with his future works. Because this film is uh, essentially... I mean, would you deem this as his solo? Yes. His first? Yeah, I would. Yeah, yep. definitely. Because he's directed a lot of Key and Peele episodes. Yeah, but this is his filmmaking debut. This is, yeah, this is his first. Didn't he also, like, co-direct Keanu? Or was that... No, I I think they just wrote that movie. was directed by the people that directed a a lot of Key and Peele, I think. He wasn't billed, at least, as far as I know. Um, But I, I think he did have... He helped. Uh, but yes, Get Out, incredible film. I I love it. Uh, it's phenomenal. I hope the Oscars give it its due and at least gives it an, a nomination. I don't think they will, but I really want them. Wait, for, for nomination for what, Best Picture? For Best Picture. Oh, I think it's going to get in. I would hope. Nick, guess what we have in common? What do we have in common? Our number five picks, because mine is Get Out. A... I friggin' love this movie. Uh, I did not... Tyler saw it before me, as he usually does. Always. Uh, I am lazy. So Tyler was like, dude, you gotta you gotta see this movie. He, he texted me right after he saw the movie, which is how I know, like, I really need to get my butt off the couch and go see that movie. When Tyler's like, hey, just got out of Get Out. Go see it. And I did. And it was absolutely incredible. Yeah. Everything about it was just, was amazing. I I couldn't, there was a part of me that almost didn't believe that the Key and Peele guy made such a deep and interesting and philosophical film. But then I watched some Key and Peele skits and it made sense. Um, and the, the horror elements were perfectly executed. The thriller elements were amazing. Everything about this film is... I, I do not have a single bad thing to say about this movie. So, yeah. Get out. Number five. My number five is the film that restored my hope in uh, Joe Wright. Uh, that is Darkest Hour, starring uh, Gary Oldman. Never got to see it. Really want to. Yeah, I mean, there, there are a lot of people out there who are saying that Gary Oldman's performance is too showy. To those people, have you not like seen anything about Winston Churchill? I mean, his whole his whole thing is showy, like making this big persona about himself. I mean, that's who he was. And Gary Oldman's doing a fantastic job in this uh, the movie. Uh, Lily James is great as well. I mean, the entire cast is great. Uh, ben Mendelsohn's in this movie, uh, who was in Rogue One. Uh, he's great in this movie. The cinematography is great. I mean. For me, a Joe Wright movie is always production design. That's always where I fall in love with his films. And this film has an, an amazing production design. I really liked it. I, I feel it's one of those movies that's kind of not being talked about as much because it feels like 
a, a lot of people feel like this would be the Oscar bait movie, but I'm, I, I, I never felt like it was Oscar bait, but I really liked it. Uh, number five. Okay, number four, sticking with British history, Dunkirk. Um, it took a second to <laughs> Go home, Nick. Your choices are bad and you should feel bad. I actually didn't mind Dunkirk. Dunkirk. You didn't mind it? I didn't mind it. So you didn't like it is what you're saying. You didn't um, love it. It would be in my top 20. Well, it took, a, it took a second viewing for me to really appreciate just the technical craft at work when it comes to craft, like making this historical war epic that is not focused on any specific characters. Like, you don't know anyone's name, really. You're just kind of there experiencing it. And that's closer to what actual war is, I think, than a movie where you get attached to Corporal So-and-so and you watch him and his band of fellows Tyler, how am I to supposed war? to give any amount of shits about anyone if they're not trying to save Private Ryan? You gotta, you gotta find a way with your empathy. You know that thing that the empathy that okay. you have. So Tyler, you know how I have a very, very limited supply oh. of empathy. Oh, I know you do. And I use it all on you guys. <laughs> there ain't none left in the tank for nothing else. <laughs> I run empty, giving a crap about your lives. Okay, moving off of Andy's lack of emotions, <laughs> Dunkirk is one of the most cinematic experiences that I've had in the past. You know, since I started getting into films, essentially, this is one of the best filmed movies. And I, I like my biggest complaints were like the lack of formal structure and character development. It's not there. Like you're essentially just in the movie and what's happening. And the dogfight scenes are just so fantastic. And I can't. Oh, for me, this is not one of Nolan's best films, but as a history, uh, an aspiring history teacher will say, this is one of the movies that I, I wish there were more of. You know, a war movie like this, where it really just puts you in the moment, and the structure is, is good. I know Nick doesn't like the structure of it. We talked about this. I love the structure. And, uh, yeah, number four, Dunkirk. It's garbage, man. Anyway. Yeah, watch it again. Uh, my number four... Goes to Baby Driver. Uh, we've already talked about it, but incredible film. Uh, fantastic action scenes. Uh, some of the best racing sequences. Or not racing, but getaway scenes. It's funny. It's got a cute love story. Adorable. It's, yeah. It's got a beautiful cinematography, uh, production value, color schemes. Uh, it's score and songs are wonderful. Uh, it's just a great film. I, I love it. I uh, rewatched it, I think, three or four times at least. And, yeah, it's one of Edgar Wright's best. Mine. Forget. Forget. Uh, mine is Three Billboards outside of Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, I I love open, open-ended endings. Open endings. I think that's... <laughs> you, you, gotta, you gotta cut out the ended. You know, Tyler... One less word. And it works. You know, I don't need this. I don't need this hassle. You don't want to close ending to this conversation? I want an open ending. An open-ended <laughs> ending to this conversation. <laughs> um, I, I love open endings. I, I really do. Uh, a lot of my favorite films have open endings. Um, and that, like, 
the ending really doesn't matter to me at all. I liked it. Um, I, just, I just wanted to bring that up because Nick had said he didn't care for it as much. But the ending doesn't matter because, like Tyler said, this has possibly the best character arc I have seen in the last decade, possibly ever. And I don't... I really don't want to give anything away, but Woody Harrelson's notes... That got me. Oh, I... I have I have never been simultaneously so close to crying and laughing in my entire life. Yep. It, it was... reminded me a lot of uh, Manchester. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. The ambulance scene. Yep. Where you're just in tears because of what just happened, but those stupid freaking paramedics <laughs> can't get this. <laughs> you're laughing and crying, and that was the same reaction I yep. had during that scene. And really, other than. Other than certain things, there are no, like, bad guys in this movie. There's not a single person I would say, you're a bad person to. The Um, rapist? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. (laughs) I I didn't want to give anything away. I'm trying trying very carefully with this one to do no spoilers because I really want... I really want people who haven't seen it yet to experience this movie because, for me at least, it was an experience going to see this movie. I feel like I speak on behalf of... Andy, uh, okay. We do not condone filmology. Rape. Filmology <laughs> podcast does not condone or support rapists of any way, any kind, any way, any shape, any form of rape is terrible. And if you are a rapist, we hate you and turn this off. But the the main characters, the yes. the main characters, all of them are good people with flaws, and I think that is it, that's very important. Even yep. even the characters who start out as really not good really just just bad despicable just terrible despicable despicable me three yeah exactly that came out this year speaking of my number speaking of my number one (laughs) (laughs) uh no but i i i absolutely love this film and john is a bad person for not putting it higher my number four is the uh, Pixar film, which has already been mentioned, Coco. I have seen it, I believe, four times now, and every time I get to that the end of this movie, I'm just in tears. It's yeah, the, the animation's incredible. Uh, if, if it's still it's still in theaters, I believe. See this movie in 3D. This is one of those movies that is made for 3D, and the music's fantastic. Uh, the Stories just outstanding. How um, I, I've talked to a lot of different people who uh, celebrate the Day of the Dead, and they say that this is the, the movie's really authentic to their culture, and it's not whitewashing anything. And it's just I, I, I'm in, in many ways I'm proud of Pixar for not whitewashing anything and just telling an amazing story with fantastic characters who you just fall in love with. I I'm I want Pixar to do a full musical after this movie. Hopefully one of these days they'll get to that. But Coco, uh, my number four. Oh, you didn't. You did not put it that high. He didn't. My number three is T2 Train Spotting. 
I didn't not put it at this exact number. Okay. <laughs> uh, okay, so this movie for me, I've watched, I think, four times now. People obviously know I'm a huge fan of the original Train Spotting. It's my second favorite movie, and it was my first favorite for years. And for me, this is the movie that had the most emotional impact on me. Like, we talk about these films that they do sequels 20 years after. Like, Blade Runner did the exact same thing and did it fantastic. Trainspine did the same thing and did it in the same vein of the movies like Boyhood or the Before Trilogy. No, no. Just, John, just stop talking. Stop talking. For me, this movie hits me emotionally so much more than anything else that I've seen this year because of the way it tackles certain subjects that most films don't. It really kind of hits this whole idea of the midlife crisis and kind of, you know, what you do with your life when you don't, when it doesn't turn out the way you expect it to. Like, this movie answers that, and it kind of, in a way, gives its own moral reckoning to the original film, which is a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun because it's a movie about people on drugs and them enjoying their life and hating their life at the same time. And Transplanting 2, for me... Like, I can't go into too many, too many details, but for me, it was the most emotionally impactful movie I saw this year, and I will keep watching it years from now because of that reason. And I know it's conditional on the fact that I have an emotional connection to the first film, but in a way, I do think that the 20-year gap between these films gives it a special quality that very few other films will ever replicate. You can you can hate now, John. Um, I hate John. John, John, one sec, one sec, one sec. Before you hate, before you hate, T two is at the exact same number on my list. (laughs) Yes, for a lot of the same reasons as Tyler. um, But I I have one extra. uh, Just as as somebody who has addiction problems, the Train Spotting and Train Spotting Two both hit extra home uh, because it's it's really. Accurate, um, and it, it's 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 a midlife crisis movie. It's an addiction movie. It's a comedy. It's a drama. There's a lot going on. Um, and again, I, I'm also in the same vein as Tyler. If if not for the first movie, it probably wouldn't even be on my top ten. Um, I think it still would have been an honorable mention. It still would have been in my top twenty, but it would not have been in the top ten. But I I did really enjoy this movie. Um, Tyler and I made a day of going to see it, and it was it was well worth the it was well worth the trip. Still haven't seen it. Yeah, I have it. I'm waiting. I know. We made a day of it, Nick. I know. <laughs> I hate looking over at my my bookcase and seeing that's right next to T two Judgment Day, just because that's all in alphabetical order, and I'm like, you don't deserve to be next to that movie. At least you bought it. Oh, no, I bought it. No, look, I, as, as much crap as I'm giving you, I, for me, it, it's the exact same movie as the first one. Which, Why do people which, keep saying that? Because it is. It, it, I mean, I mean the, the theme, the core themes, the core themes are the same. Yes, they slightly change them to be at a different age in their life, but the core themes are still the same. I can't even, Nick, go. My number three, The Big Sick. One of the best rom-coms ever made. I will say that. 
I'm not going to say too much because I know a certain someone in this group has it a little bit higher than me. But just know that this is a phenomenal movie. And if you have not seen it, you will both laugh and cry and get all the emotions in between. I already gave my number three. So. Yeah. Uh, my number three is Lady Bird. And it's, I mean, this is like one of those coming of age movies that just feels so relatable to everybody because of how authentic the movie is. Like it's, it's just a movie that oh, I, I feel everybody can relate to kind of like the edge of 17 was uh, the, yeah, the edge of 17. Uh, but this, this movie, uh, Sirius, Ronan, she is just, I, I want her to win best actress because I mean, come on after atonement, Brooklyn, this, I mean, she is phenomenal. I think she's one of the best actresses working right now. And after I say that, she's going to sign a contract with DC to be in a DC movie. But great actress. This, this the fact Brie that Larson did it. Hmm? Brie Larson did it. Oh, well, Brie Larson did it, but she's also doing a Marvel movie. I meant I mean, a DC movie. I'm, I'm really. I thought you just didn't sell it to superheroes. Bad movie. Uh, my mistake. No, 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 no. I, I mean, Brie Larson. I mean, as, as Captain Marvel. Oh, that's great, fantastic. But um, I, I mean, I love this movie. I mean, I'm, I am one of those people who absolutely hated growing up in my hometown. But looking back on it, I realize how much I loved that home, my hometown, and how much it left. And just left a giant handprint on me and how much uh, that influenced me and the connections I made with people there uh, who I've, because of this movie, actually uh, got back into contact with and started talking to again. I love, uh, love this movie. I do know, apparently, there are people who do not like this movie. Uh, I don't understand you. And I feel sorry for you. Apparently, you just want to watch Transformers movies over and over again. But uh, You're talking but, uh, to one of us right now? No, I'm not. No, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm ta- I, I was at a theater, uh, my third time seeing this movie, and <laughs> I was uh, leaving, and the, the people behind me were like, what "Watch, like, like not in a like a good like." Like, not like, hey, your mind is blown, like, this was the best thing ever. Like, they were angry and wanted a refund. And I'm like, what are you people, like, this movie, it's not a hard movie to grasp. It's really easy. I'm, I'm visualizing you talking to these people in my head as you walk out of the theater. Oh, I didn't say anything to them. I, I, I would have been like, <laughs> been like you guys just, you, you missed the whole point of the movie, but whatever. Uh, number three, Lady Bird. Lady Bird was fantastic. It's one of my honorable mentions. Uh, if you want to read something that'll make you very angry, Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Lady Bird set the record for the highest or the most amount of consecutive fresh scores. It beat, uh, Toy Story it beat Get Out, then it beat Toy Story? Yep, Toy Story 2. Toy Story 2, yeah. Uh, so it has the record for the most consecutive freshes. It is now sitting at a 99 with one rotten score. Read that rotten score, and that review will make you... I, 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 I have read it. Um, I created a Twitter account just to message him and tell him what a piece of he is. 
I'm not kidding. I want to read this. I now. did. Well, at, at least it wasn't Armand White. Like he's the one who I was expecting to. Do you guys know Armand? No. no. Uh-uh. He, he he's uh. I don't, I, I don't want to say he's famous for just kind of being a troll, but it, that's kind of how he comes ac- across as he, 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 like, he, he loves movies like Jack and Jill, but he hates movies like uh, The Dark Knight. I mean, the, the reasons that he gives, I, I mean, I respect him for him, but I, at the same time, I'm like, you're, you're really like twisting like yourself in a giant like pretzel to come up with these things. Know what you want? Your name? Well, you can get that for free. It's Debbie. Deborah. Oh, that song. The big one? Yeah. Bucks up time D E B O R A, and I think that's just D E B R A. I don't know that one. Oh, it goes, um. about him wanting to get with Jenny and her sister too, whose name is Deborah. 
So it's not even really about me. It's about the sister. My sister's name is Mary. She has got all the songs. Mary, Mary, where are you going to? Proud Mary, keep on burning. The wind cries, Mary. She's got me beat <laughs> again. She's got endless songs. I got one. You got two. What's the other one? Deborah, the song I'm talking about. <laughs> Who by? Trex. T-Rex? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard of them, but don't know that one. How's it go? Oh. <laughs> oh. Oh, Deborah. Always look like a zebra. A zebra? Like a zebra, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm wearing black and white, so you can call me Debra. <laughs> <laughs> I think I actually got Debra on here. What? How many of those do you have? Oh, I got different iPods for different days and moods. Oh, and you're in a pink and glittery mood. I am now. Oh, man, wrong. respect. Wrong. I, I, I mean, Nick, we, we, you and I have not had a conversation for uh, about the, uh, uh, the the structure of this movie, but I love the structure of this movie and how it deals with time and how you can just be at three different places at once, but eventually they all just interconnect at one spot. No! That is, no, that is life. That is memories. You're, you are not always thinking in one linear fashion. And I love Christopher Nolan for taking a rather indie type, uh, film structure and making it mainstream. So Christopher Nolan, it deserves a lot of credit for that. And he makes it work. This this is this is another one of those things where I'm like cinematography. I, I can't remember who shot this movie, but this film looks fantastic. Like if if if, if Dunkirk wins for best cinematography, I will not be upset. I'll, I'll hurt for Roger Deakins, but I will not be upset that this film uh, could possibly get that Oscar. I bought it on 4K. I'm kind of scared to watch it just because this was. One of those movies that should have been seen in the theater, like that big cinematic experience. 
And I just, it still and I holds just, up. Just use a good speaker system if you have it. I do not have a good speaker system. That's one thing I'm still kind of working on. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's... I, I, I love this movie. It's... The, the, the very end with Tom Hardy is... That's another, that's another part where I was just... had tears coming down my face. It's just a great moment. And I just... I mean, it, it, Dunkirk is an experience, and I, I loved how I didn't know everyone's names, but yes, Andy, unlike you, I had empathy towards these characters, and I, I, I loved this. I Christopher Nolan won my respect back after Interstellar, and I'm so excited to see what he does uh. next. Stop talking. Still love Interstellar. Don't go there. I don't want to stop disagreeing. I actually, I actually love both of those movies. I've mostly just been trolling. I do. It's a Dunkirk is an honorable mention for me. Didn't make my list. I know it didn't make your list, Nick. Okay. (laughs) Number ones. Let's go. My number one. I know I shared this with John, so we need to talk at the same time. But it is the big sick. That's your number one, too, right? I am so happy that this is your number one pick. Yeah, of course, this is my number one pick. It's been my number one pick since I first saw it. For me, I, I really wanted to put something more cinematic, like Blade Runner or Dunkirk, up to the number one spot. But Big Sick just hit the feels in so many ways, and it's just so perfect that I just can't, I can't explain it. I've seen it, I think, three or four times now. And it's just delightful. Like I can't say enough. It's that 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 funny, sad combination that I just love. It's a true story, and I just I love this movie. Like I love it, John. I I mean I love this movie. I this this is the movie that's going to hurt me when it's not nominated for best picture, and I, I I'm just kind of bracing myself for that. Uh, I would love for this movie to be nominated because I want it to get all the attention it deserves. I can't... Even, like, as um, 2017 wrapped up, I was telling, talking to everybody about my favorite movies. And when every time I got to The Big Sick, they're like, oh, that's just that cheesy romantic comedy. I'm like, no, but this this movie is so much more than a cheesy romantic comedy. This, I mean... They're every time I talk to people, they're like, "Oh, it's like a Nicholas Sparks type thing." I'm like, "No, what? Do you, no." I mean, I, I have no idea how this. I have no idea how the marketing is for this movie because I I don't really pay attention to that. But I I just guys, this, this movie is it says so much about our culture. It says how much we can relate to one another and how just communication is like the key you have to be open you have to be honest and how understand where people are coming from and just this film it says so much at times with saying so little and like actually like saying it like they, they, they never characters never come out and say the themes of these movies of the movie when you're watching it you just you have to watch it you have to experience it and for anybody who's ever been in love before, this movie will bring you back to memories that you had thought were long gone. And I just, I, the performances were fantastic. Everything in this movie is phenomenal. I can't wait to see 
what um, uh, what Kamel and uh, Emily do next. They're both uh, writing another movie together, and I- I'm hoping it's as entertaining as The Big Sick and as moving as The Big Sick. It doesn't have to be in the comedy romance j- genre, but just have as much intimacy and human emotions as uh, The Big Sick does, and they'll be they'll be set for an amazing career. My number one goes to Blade Runner 2049. Woot, woot. The movie... <laughs> <laughs> the movie from start to finish. The movie from start to finish <laughs> is pure cinematic perfection. Not a single frame feels out of place. Literally, like, every frame could be a poster, and it would be spectacular. There are so many incredible scenes. It is so unique. It is so different. And it is one that I cannot wait to get on 4K because it is going to blow my mind. Yeah, I honestly can't say enough good things about it. It's it's one of the best movies of the year. It won't get nominated for Best Picture. It should get nominations for cinematography, editings, Sound mixing. It should win cinematography. If it doesn't, I am going to be sad. Uh, Tyler just gave me a big book of the art and soul of Blade Runner 2049. One of my Christmas gifts from my fiance. It is quite a good book. Tyler has a lot of good books. My number one, Thor Ragnarok. Ooh, dang. It's number one? It's my number one. Wow. I have not enjoyed a movie as much as I enjoyed Thor Ragnarok in years. <laughs> uh, no, it, I'm not saying it's the best movie I've seen in years. I'm not saying it's the best movie of the year. It's not. But I had so much fun with Thor Ragnarok. And every time, I've seen it probably five times now. And every time I watch it, I enjoy it more and more. It's my favorite Marvel movie far and away. And and I, I love Marvel movies. Most of my list was Marvel. But, I yes, I, I loved, loved Thor Ragnarok. Everything about it just tickled my fancy. You can bring on your insults now. It was, it was a fancy tickler. It was. Well, I get it. It was, and and I mean, Mr. YTD is probably actually my favorite director. Yeah, the Tiki Bar has a lot of potential. He's got. I, I, I can't the, go that far, the but tiki comedic bar, director, maybe. He he's, probably. I mean, I'm a I'm a comedy fan. Comedy is what is my favorite genre. Um, I I I love comedy, and he does it better than just about anyone. Have you watched Boy yet? Uh, not yet. I have it, though. Okay. I own it. You bought it? I bought it. Dang. You could, you could slap the tiki bar on a, on a piece of poop, and I would buy it. Have you watched his TED Talks yet? Yeah. Okay, good. Yep. Uh, and his style of filmmaking is, is so unique and, and so special. He's one of the few directors I know of that actively encourages improvisation on set and participates in the improv as well. It's it's an incredibly unique way of making a film and I can't I can't get enough of his movies. I watch what we Tyler showed me what we do in the shadows. 
Um, and I, I watch it probably once every six months or so. Um, so I just, good. it's so good. Our listening audience, if you haven't seen what we do in the shadows, it is absolutely amazing. And Hunt for the Wilder People. Hunt for the Wilder People is, is fantastic. Not as good as what we do in the shadows. Better than Thor Ragnarok. Yeah. Does anybody have any uh, honorable mentions that they thought of? You guys have said all of mine. Yeah, Shape of Water, Logan, Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Um, there are a few other ones that popped in, I think, there, but I don't know. I, I just want to throw a little love to uh, the Meyerowitz stories, new and selected. Yep. It was, yep. It was really good. Uh, I, I haven't gotten a chance to watch it yet. I feel like that would have been a Netflix film that could have been nominated if it wasn't for Dustin Hoffman allegations. Yeah, that's that's really uh, destroying any momentum that that film had. I, 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 Adam Sandler actually did an incredible job, and he oh, could have, still okay. act. I know it was surprising. Is, he just chooses not to. Jobs, he just chooses to make terrible movies that make him a ton of money. Can you imagine if Adam Sandler would have been nominated for Best Supporting Actor? <laughs> oh, and one eight-year-old me would not have been surprised. <laughs> Eight-year-old me would have been like, finally! About goddamn time! He paid his dues with Jack and Jill. (laughs) (laughs) He put in time with the cobbler. Oh, John. John put in his time with the cobbler, too. (laughs) Oh, boy, the cobbler. You're never living it down. Oh, never. I, I, Nick, I, I, I'm just... Nick, I have, I have one question for you really quick. Where did the disaster artist end up in your list? Because I know you really... Uh, as far as I know, when I read your review, it seemed like you really loved that film. I did. Yeah, it's an honorable mention. It probably would have been around 16. Okay. Okay. Um, other honorable mentions include uh, Jumanji, actually. Oh, yeah, yeah, I, I, yeah, I, I, I saw you really love that as well. Yeah. Yeah. Jumanji yeah. was... Surprising! Yes, it was a ton of fun. Yep, it was actually really good. Like, yeah, just enough heartfelt. Yeah, right. uh, right. yeah. Right. So Jumanji, right. The Last Jedi, I Tanya, The Shape of Water, Lady Bird, uh, Spider Man, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two, Wonder Woman, a film that nobody else said uh, too, that I feel like definitely deserves some recognition, Wind River. I forgot, but yeah, it would have been honorable. Uh, it's released by the Weinstein Company, so that that just got dropped like a rock. Oh, uh, I forgot about that. That sucks. <laughs> Damn it, because Jeremy Renner really deserves a nomination for that. I hope they still give it to him. That's it, that's sad, though. His nomination went out the window with Weinstein's integrity. <laughs> that's sad. And then one last film that nobody mentioned, Mother. Haven't seen it. Mother is phenomenal. Um, It is probably going to go down as one of the most divisive films in history because of that ending and because it's so divided. Critics generally tend to like it and audiences tend to despise it. And it is... Those are the best movies. It's I loved it. Can I just borrow that from you? Of course. Or unless you plan on watching it soon? No, you can borrow it. Okay. 
Yeah, I mean, that's like when I'm thinking of 2012, uh, 2012, boy, 2017, that's going to be like the movie I remember. Uh, it's, it's, that, that is a, it's a, it's a very weird movie. Really good, but very weird. I, 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 I'm going to disagree with you though on one of the most divisive, uh, divisive, uh, divisive films. Uh, Star Wars The Last Jedi. I don't understand. The hate that this movie is getting. Can anyone here explain it for me? People Milking are, scene. Yeah. Oh, pfft, that was great. <laughs> My top five favorite scenes from that movie. Number one, Pose U-Turn. Ooh. <laughs> pose U-Turn got me going. Oh. I, yes. Nick Nick probably heard the seam in my pants rip when <laughs> Poe oh, made dear. that U-Turn. Oh, dear. It was favorite... Favorite thing, so hype. The milk scene made me laugh. That was Mark Hamill being Mark Hamill. Yep. That was not Luke Skywalker. Mark Hamill took the reins for one second. Uh, hy- hyperspace jump. Oh. Yep. Hyperspace jump. The area where that movie really falters is the whole um, code breaker plot and, Canto then, yeah. and then going to the planet to try and find them it yep. completely loses its momentum and no. it's tough to regain it what would you what what would you have done if like they went there and they had lando calrissian there like would you have said that that would be worth it at that point to bring back a legacy character or is it lando is it? would have been on that planet then yes it would have been worth it I, mean, I, I don't. I don't dislike that sequence like everyone else does, but I'm. I'm. Tr- I'm really trying to process this. I. I enjoyed the scene for what it was, but I understand the hate because it was really kind of utterly pointless. Yeah. The. I mean, the point is that they fail. The, yeah, but the the thing is, they would have failed whether they did it or not, and that's the issue. Well, they only did that scene to show the little boy at the end who uses the force. That's honestly what it boiled down to, and Master I'm sorry that wasn't Wolf enough. So that's why it's so divisive. I've got to broom. What are we going to do? Flight like Harry Potter. Oh, if he had hopped on that broom, <laughs> I would have lost it. I would have been done in a good way. Yeah, and I and I could just see all the fanboys losing it in a worse way than they already lost it. Oh man, <laughs> I would have Harry Potter and Star Wars. Oh my god! Universe. Oh my god! <laughs> if magic was the force, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just ends. Got to Blackwing, Guardian Leviosa. <laughs> y'all, y'all never would have seen me again because I would have died rioting. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> what could have been? <laughs> <laughs> Last Jedi's garbage now because it didn't bring Harry Potter into the Star Wars <laughs> universe. <laughs> Turns out wands are just blasters with fancy equipment on them. <laughs> um, and then my, my, my last question here. Did anybody see Call Me By Your Name besides me? Did anyone see that film? I haven't seen it. I haven't I gotten to, to it. I, I, I'll, I'll, t- I'll table the conversation then for that film, but uh, yeah, I, I, I have questions, but um, that no one is answering because they all love the movie, and I'm like the lone little person over here in my own 
little island. Sad John on the island. I, I, well, I feel like the person who wrote the bad review for Lady Bird at this point, I'm like, what is... I'm like... I'm like, yeah, the film's tedious, but whatever. Um... Uh, so, coming up here, we are going to be taking a look this coming week at The Post. Uh, that's the new Spielberg movie coming out. Uh, wide release, finally, after I was hoping it would maybe hit the cities Christmas Day, and it didn't, and I was disappointed. But, yeah, finally coming out. Um, maybe something else, but the, the commuter just looks like Liam Neeson needs a paycheck. And I'm excited for Paddington 2, but if you saw Paddington 1, I mean, one of the most charming films of the, that year, Paddington 2 looks to be just more of the same. So, yeah, I don't think... You can talk about Jumanji, maybe. Um, I, I'd be on board for Jumanji, because I do want to see that now that it's apparently not trash. It's not trash at all. I, 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 the, we can do the post in Jumanji, because I, I can tell you that... I like it, but not as much as you guys. So like that could be fun. Um. I I also I want to add a top shelf. Move. I don't know what movie yet. We could talk about it in the chat. But I want to do. I want to start doing the top shelf reviews. I am all for it. I I, I was given one by. Uh, I, I was given a movie to review, um, that I have watched, but I have yet to actually write the review because I can't seem to wrap my head around it. Uh, but yeah, I'd love to. I'd love to. Get that going again. Um. So yeah, um, guys, anyone have anything else before we we get off here? Nope. But if Blade Runner wins best sound anything, I'm gonna kill myself. <laughs> you you have till March. You have till after the Olympics to to build up for your. I yeah, will. I will have the video on, camera. I will go on the darkest, worst, most vitriolic social media rampage. People have seen since Donald Trump thought he was gonna lose. I, I hope we get like a moonlight snub type oh moment. God. Oh my god! For the Saturday, everybody else will be like, well, "Whatever, what it's just sound," and Andy will just be like, "I will be getting his news ready, screaming at the top of every rooftop, throwing things at children <laughs> because I've lost." All right, all right, just really, really, really quick here before we go, just for the record, what would you pick as the best picture winner of the year without like seeing nominations or anything like that? What what would you pick as the best? What do you think the Academy is going to pick at least? What I think the Academy is going to pick, God, that is that is a tough one because I can see three billboards winning just because of the subject material and because it's an amazing film. Um, oh. My guess would be three, three billboards as of now, especially with the Golden Globe win. Uh, we'll have a better idea once the SAG Awards are done. For me, I'd be between Shape of Water, Billboards, or Blade Runner. I think Blade Runner has a, a chance. I I don't think Blade Runner is going to do it. Just I don't think, Simply but because of the box office numbers. Yeah. Box office doesn't mean anything to the Academy, though. Well, they want they want to hit, though. They don't want to pick all films that people haven't seen. I, I think Blade Runner's got a nomination for sure, but I don't think it's going to get the win... Also, because people didn't care for it that much, um, a lot of people. I think most critics people, loved Blade Runner. It critics, was just... critics loved it. Audience did not, and it doesn't play as much of a role in the Oscars as it does in other award shows. But I think yeah. it'll still, I think it'll still hurt. 
Yeah. Well, I, I do think Shape of Water has the kind of classic film nostalgia that could put it over the edge, but it, we'll have to kind of wait okay. and see. This is, this is what I'm going to say. It's going to be either Lady Bird or The Shape of Water, because here's what's going to happen. You're gonna It's going to be the same thing that kind of happened last year. You have all of the old fuddy-duddies are going to vote for The Post and Dunkirk, which is going to mean that the more indie film would rise to the top. Issue with this year is there are too many little indie films that could be nominated, like Get Out. Uh, I think Three Billboards is gonna, is one of those indie films. We'll see what happens. There's there's no like for me there's no clear front runner for the race. So I, that's why I'm really actually excited for the show this year. I can't see Shape of Water winning Best Picture. I mean, it, it won the uh, L.A. Film Critics circle so i mean which i I mean that's only that's from critics but i i'm i'm with nick on this one i think it might get a nomination granted i haven't seen it yet but from what i've seen and from what i've heard i think it might get a nomination but i can't see it getting a win it'll be nominated del toro is the front runner for director as of the moment uh it'll win best makeup design hands it's it's not it can't be nominated it's not on the short list how can it not be nominated? I, I don't know. They, they, it's not on the short list. That's a mistake. That's sad. Because they, oh, they deserve that win easily, and they're not going to get it. Um, so, yeah, we'll, next week we'll probably be, probably be reviewing The Post and Jumanji. Top 5 was going to be Top 5 Journalism Movies. Unless you guys want to go with something else, like Top 5 Rock Performances, but I feel like he's always The Rock. So, I mean... I'd have to have a top 100 list for The Rock. <laughs> I couldn't narrow it down to five. That's impossible. Anytime, every second of every moment of every day of his life is my favorite The Rock moment. Okay, well, <laughs> I think you're wrong on that, but that's fine. Uh, Scorpion King is kind of there. Um... I love Scorpion King. <laughs> I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna lie. I friggin' love Scorpion King, and I know that it's bad. I know that it's bad, but I love it. That's gonna do it this week for Filmology, guys. We'll see you next week, and enjoy your weekend film. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye.